I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. You know, if you love a movie, there are hundreds of people that made it lovable for you. If you don't like it, blame the director. That's what our name's there for. I hate when people talk during the movie. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. Welcome back, guys, and welcome to another edition of Comic Terry, where myself and the guests comment on a comic-based animated project whilst watching it. And I've brought back our very favourite animaniac, Dan Keatis. Hiya! Hello, welcome back. Yeah, How are I, you feeling? I'm good. I can't remember what the animaniacs actually said. I was going to, like, burst out a <laughs> catchphrase. <laughs> what have I done? Hello! Hello. That's, it. No. That's it. Hello, <laughs> That was one of them. That was one of them. And they had the, um, the, the, so the song about all the, the different countries I used to, like... Paraguay, da, 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 I can't remember it. Yeah, so. oh, I remember. And and also like something about the 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 opening credits. So the bit where it's like we have paid for play contracts, and it's like <laughs> that's not funny to any child. Yeah. But, like, when I, when I grew up and found out what that meant, I was like, that's that's actually really clever. That is yeah. quite funny. Well, welcome back, and we are going to delve right into my childhood and and a bit of yours as well. Oh yeah, big time, definitely. Um, while we are going to look at the Spider-Man, the animated series of the 1990s. Yeah, it's it's whenever you're getting into animated Spider-Man, there is a lot. There's to, a lot. It's quite ambiguous because there is a lot of it. There's there's ones there's ones from the 60s, the famous one from the 60s that went on for quite a while. There's one from the 80s. There's Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. There's this. There's, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, MTV Spider-Man. Marvel Spider-Man. Marvel <laughs> Spider-Man. We could go on, you know, and on and on and on. And, you know, Spider-Man's made cameos in Avengers shows and various other things. It's just a mountain of animated Spider-Man. But this, for me, is the the gold standard. I mean, obviously, you are the the Spider-Man fan among us, but like I've always I've always had a, a, a soft spot for the character. I've always liked him. In, in, mm. I've always been ostensibly a DC guy, but yeah. I've always liked everything Spider-Man related that I've seen. Hmm. Um, even the Amazing Spider-Man Two, yeah, uh, definitely has its moments. It does, it does. I, 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 I don't hate it. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if I prefer it to Spider-Man Three. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's a Clone Wars for future. That would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is the worst? Which one was worse out of the worst ones? <laughs> but I, I remember my one of my first exposures to Spider-Man actually being the '70s live-action sort of uh, series. Was it TV movies or a I think series? It was Nicholas Hammond. Nicholas Hammond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't it? I think originally in the pilot, Larry Hagman. Uh, was it Larry Hagman? No, I think it was Larry, Larry Hagman as JJ. JJ, yeah, yeah. Larry Hagman is he the? No, I'm thinking it might be a different guy. But I'm thinking the. Do you remember Bewitched? The show Bewitched. Yeah, yeah. So the the like the I think it was the uncle or the or the no, it was his boss. It was the, okay, the, the husband's boss in Bewitched. He played J. Jonah Jameson in the pilot. Oh, that's cool. But then he was replaced. I remember because I, I think the pilot was and there was a, it was like about mind control or something. But I digress. But yeah, I remember like. <laughs> 
like watching that and thinking, yeah, Spider-Man's really cool because mm. I was six and, you know, yeah. everything's cool when you're six. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got I had it on VHS. We had both movies kind of back-to-back on VHS. I think one of them was like the Dragon's Challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that, yeah. But I, I enjoy it. I like, like we said, we enjoy a lot of Spider-Man-related stuff. And I thought it would be a good time to look at some specific episodes since Venom has just been announced, the sequel, that Tom Hardy is coming back. Yeah, I mean, there's nowhere to go but up there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it's it's not a good. Fit. It's it's immensely enjoyable. Yes, but like it's not good. Yeah, so I it, think I think there's definitely <laughs> there's room there's room to grow. But I think there is enough of a foundation. Yeah. to build on. It's definitely not the worst comic book movie I've seen. It's definitely not the best. But I enjoyed it for I enjoyed it for the performance that Tom Hardy gives for the most part. Everything else, yeah, it's fine. Um, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it wasn't as bad. I, uh, I, you know, Dark Phoenix wasn't great either. But again, I don't think it's as bad as everybody's making out, but there you go. Um, but we're going to look at the Alien Symbiote Saga, I believe it's called. Part I think one it's, to three. I think it's called the Alien Suit oh, in this one. Alien yeah. Suit or Alien Costume? Yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll have a look, we'll have a look yeah. when we play it. So so we're going to... I think, should we get started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're if you watching along with us, we're uh, we're on a black screen at the moment. It's zero, 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 all zeros. Um, this is incredibly hard to get hold of. So if yeah, you so have we, got a copy, fair play to you. Yeah, I've, I've got it on DVD. So that's where we're going to watch it. And, and the, this, this time, unlike the Superman episode we did, the episodes are going to run back to back. That's right. Yeah, going to stream all the way through. So, um, whichever way you're watching, just give it a go. So, yeah, join us for a triple bill. We're going to get started mm. in three, two, one, and we're rolling. Here we go. So, we've got the classic. Here comes the webs. All the CG. What did you think of the CG? I mean, at the time, I was like, "Wow, that's really impressive." They've managed to mix computer-generated graphics with hand-drawn graphics yeah. and i remember thinking it was it was really cool and i really like the fact that like the first thing you see is the web just go yeah into the camera it's like you're, in, really you're cool. in it's almost like it's almost like a 20th century fox logo or an mgm logo yeah but it's a big web yeah and it's um we was i was saying to you before like what i love about this series is it's it's an introduction to the marvel universe via spider-man and uh, there's quite a lot of, uh, as the series progresses, you get to see quite a lot of the other Marvel characters, heroes and villains. Even in the first episode, he references, I think, four different other Marvel properties. I think he references the Hulk, Defenders, Avengers, Fantastic Four, uh, even the Human Torch, I think, in the second episode, maybe. So, That's awesome. So he was already kind of setting that groundwork. And we're in. That was the that was the intro over. Oh, the alien costume. The alien costume, yeah, you're absolutely Part right. One. Story by Avi Arad and Stan Lee. Now, obviously, uh, Avi Arad would go on to be a producer in the films. Yes, I believe. the X Men, yeah. the X Men, and, and Spider Man as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a, he had a hand, and I think this this is the first on screen adaptation of this storyline as well. This was never adapted. That's before, right. Yeah, on screen. Yeah. This is only in the comics. Um, so obviously they've avoided the Secret Wars crossover. Yeah. So yeah. this is John Jameson, so Jonah Jameson's son, the well-known astronaut who Spider-Man saved in his very first issue, um, The Amazing Spider-Man. He's collecting, yeah, he basically, he, well, he collects that element. We, yeah, we Prometheum X. Prometheum X. 
um, which is not well. When I thought when I was a kid, I got a little bit confused. It's not entirely clear if that is actually the costume or it's linked to it because it's both. They're both black. I thought that, yeah, because um, he does. I remember he does say a line that says, uh, "We we don't have subtitles on this disc, so we're just gonna have to freestyle the uh, <laughs> the actual dialogue." But I'm oh sure my, he says oh he thinks the rock's bleeding. Yeah, because you've got this big black rock and then you've got this slimy goo underneath. Do, it. do I know an interesting fact? You know the newscaster here always. He is actually a real newscaster. He's That's a, cool. A news presenter and he's actually in arrested development oh really yeah he makes an appearance he's the kind of the news presenter on their show i like uh, that and i remember hearing i went i know that voice and usually when i recognize a voice it's usually from something like spider-man or or x-men or something like that mm-hmm. um I, I i really like the way that jonah's presented in this show as well he's yes he is cantankerous and he's he can be he hates spider-man for no real reason and all this other stuff but he's he's still a nice human being and he yeah and he also like has his you know re, you know his news principles his you know reporting principles and the truth and everything must come first that truth must come first in all the work that he does and we do get to see a, a softer side to jj especially where his son's involved in this episode and i really like that and but also it's like he he can't as soon as his prejudices are affirmed yeah. he can't wait to like jump, yeah, on, jump it. on it straight away and we've got eddie brock in this obviously uh but he's by hank azaria exactly yeah who himself yeah oh well let's not get into that virtual <laughs> enough as it is there's a problem with that food. But, well <laughs> that's incredibly driven there's so many different uh characters he's mm. voiced over the years but yeah uh, so we, i won't hold it against him too much um but here we go we've got uh the rock is now bleeding in fact um in the spaceship and this is very similar to what happened in the actual Venom film, wasn't it? Oh, correct. We've yeah. actually got and Spider Man Three as well. Well, actually, no, no. So that's an asteroid. That reminds me, you know. Um, I remember in Spider Man Two, John Jameson was in Spider Man Two because he, is, he was yeah. uh, engaged to MJ, sure. and everyone thought, "Oh, well, Spider Man Three is going to be him going into space, and like mm-hmm. the symbiote gets involved." Then, so I was a little bit disappointed in Spider Man Three, where it just just lands on Earth. For no reason, right where Peter Parker is. Well, it, in a way, in a way, it kind of links into to John Jameson's past in the comics. He actually he was on the moon and he picked up a, a kind of a gemstone he found and he thought this is a lovely bit of jewelry. I'll wear this. And then he and then he quickly found out that it turned him into a werewolf. Oh, uh, so known as the Man Wolf. So just be careful where you buy your jewelry from. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Keep it. Oh, and may you, but get down to the basement. I remember that line. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, uh, so there's obviously the we've just seen that the John Jameson's having issues with the symbiote on the shuttle, and it looks like it's going to crash down in New York. Yeah, this is pretty epic for like a you know a Saturday morning TV show. Yeah, we're straight in there, like quite quite enormous sort of peril, mm. and uh, we've also met quite a lot of characters very very quickly. And what no. what I really like about these episodes is they introduce a lot mm. of characters um and it weaves them into the story very very well and, and it just uses the time very efficiently yeah and it just made me think about like spider-man 3 and amazing spider-man 2 both come into a lot of criticism because oh they tried to shoehorn in too many villains and this <laughs> this, this is like an hour's worth of content yeah, pretty much and it shows that you can actually do quite well like you don't need to like already we've got kingpin we've got alistair Smythe, rhino we've got rhino got you got um jonah robbie hold daily bugle got aunt may waiting at home and, um, and even if you've never watched an episode of this show, you 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 can follow it. You know who everyone is. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're if you're aware of Spider Man, even if you don't know Spider Man, oh here we go, swinging out. 
not uh, not suspicious at all. Him just swinging <laughs> out of the Daily Bugle. Hey, Spider-Man came out of my building. <laughs> um, I love how, speaking of cantankerous characters, I do love how Hangazari, how Hangazari portrays Eddie Brock. He's he this, does, yeah. He's really good. Opportunistic, cranky New York journalist. He's more of like a sensationalist kind of journalist. Yeah. He's just after, you know, the, the next big story, the next big break, the next big bit of money he can grab i love that the kingpin is sweating there because he's worried that yeah alistair smart calculates that the rocket will not hit the building <laughs> but kingpin's wiping away some sweat this, um, now this is a really like creepy image you've got these these astronauts and the symbiotes crawling over them and it's obscuring the uh i was gonna say the windscreen but whatever yeah. whatever spaceships yeah. have for a windscreen. <laughs> i mean yeah i guess i mean keep the wind out yeah it's probably it's probably got a more fancy name than that um when i was when i was a kid i watched this uh, i don't know if you remember it was it was on live and kicking i do remember do live remember? and kicking yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was a bbc kids tv show and they would play this and they do little teasers and trailers for it and i remember seeing the rhino for the first time i didn't know who the rhino was i wasn't aware of the rhino i didn't know all the characters yet um so this is very much my first introduction to that character and i actually thought it was just the kingpin in a rhino suit (laughs) Uh, until obviously you get a good look and it's obviously a lot well i mean he speaks to him on the phone it's clearly not him and the body type's totally wrong as well um but you know they don't look too dissimilar in in a way you know if you didn't see the kind of gut Spider-Man's there. He's he's seen that the 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 door's been ripped off the spaceship. It's really interesting with how censorious um, kids' animated series were in the nineties. Mm. But that that rocket just landed and it went straight down the Washington Bridge, and there was just all these cars, and it was just just absolutely pancaking. It's like they're all dead. Yeah, everyone in those cars <laughs> is dead. There's no way they're well, not. <laughs> we did see we did see footage of them running. So oh, okay, we've got to assume that nobody's mi- in there. I, I missed that. Fair <laughs> dude. Fair okay. dude. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so Rhino's just running into Spider-Man now. He's going to kill him. Oh no, no. The Kingpin wants the Promethean X. Now is that a thing from the comics? You'll have to forgive me. I'm absolutely not, quite sure. not. As I'm. Oh aware. okay. Uh, yeah, it's a totally original um, kind of idea. Oh, the Spider Tracer. Yep, got to have a spider tracer. Got to have a spider tracer. Um, in the comics, weirdly, they don't, they don't seem to do this in this series because he has a little kind of device that tells him where they are. But in the comics, it's usually linked to his spider sense. Okay. He's kind of he's keyed it in, the spider tracer. So the, the closer he gets, the his spider sense reacts to it. So he goes, okay, I'm getting close to whoever I need to be or wherever I need to go. Um, there we go. Spider-Man thinks he saved the day. He's kind of gloating there. Um, that will come back to bite him in the bum. I really like the visuals of this. There's a real sort of John Romita Senior kind mm. of look to Spider-Man, which I really dig, and it's 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 very classy, but also it's, it's it is very sort of uh, to go all John Peters nineties yeah. style. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I mean he loved giant spiders, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I I was really sort because of, like quite a lot of the other um, animated series they've they've changed his body type in a lot of ways, but yeah, um, this is very sort of like he's not he's not super muscular, yeah, but he's kind of stockies like average height is yeah uh, i think i think he has to be to kind of like uh, there's i like i do like spider-man he's kind of like creepy and weird and and odd looking like inset like like kind of todd mcfarlane yeah so i also like kind of more kind of i think they've tried to marry like he's not like weedy and and like a 15 year old because he had that look and then you know, I think they have, like you said, you've, they've married absolutely the perfect version. It is very John Romita senior, exactly. And there's the uh, there's the the symbiote itself on his chest, but and he thinks it's just something that's just stuck, like pollution that's stuck to him, which I quite like. Here's the here's the sensor now, so it's not connected to his spider sense. He's just got a little like 
LED compass, I guess. That's cool. I mean, it shows that like Peter Parker is a scientist. He invents all this, all these little gadgets. Yeah. Now, in this series, it is web shooters, isn't it? It's not yes. organic. Like no, it's the... definitely it's definitely web shoot. Well, a little in a little later on, it won't be. Okay, but um, but for them normally, it's it's yeah, he has web shooters and he has to reload them and refill them. And I've always liked that because. I mean, it's, I, I get why Sam Raimi went with the organic. Mm. I get that. But I think it, it's another added bit of peril or, yeah. or problem that he has to overcome. Like, um, you know, the scene... I, I was reading... I was reading... Um, I'm going to do a podcast that's coming out, that should come out before this, uh, about the juggernaut, juggernaut, and he crushes his web shooters. Okay. Um, I believe, or he runs out, can't remember. But yeah, like he's, he's had episodes where... Like, it's just an added bit of... So, like, that's taken away from him. How does he get out of the situation? But if he's organic, you could just argue that it just always works and is always refilled that's cool yeah so now this this little interaction with peter parker and aunt may i was re-watching this last night and i thought aunt may really looks like beavis <laughs> <laughs> especially from the side cornholio <laughs> uh, yeah look, it's, the, the, it's the hairstyle yeah the, the hairstyle and the head shape it's, yeah. it's uncanny <laughs> i do um i do like that um in the ultimate spider-man cartoon they actually brought um brought the the actor back i think it's christopher uh, barnes yeah christopher daniel barnes, daniel yeah. barnes yeah. and he was interviewed by the super nerds uk guys a few years yes, ago. he was yeah. So, yeah listen to that he was oh. prince eric as well i believe he, he was, was in the mermaid. mermaid that's right i think he was in the brady bunch movie as well maybe i believe um but i think he's i think he's an incredible spider-man and i think he's funny he's charming oh yeah and i, I like it as well like this is probably one of the first kind of instances where, it, for me, like a, a hero went really dark and like mm. aggressive and violent, and I was like, "Oh, this is you know for for you know for a young kid, this is quite edgy and quite and like oh yeah." This scene here, so so the suit's on gone on Peter now, and he's having a nightmare about it. This is actually a cover from the the original comics where the two suits are battling. And yeah, it's been from the comic. I back. really dug that. It's like the the two suits are kind of battling for his soul, aren't they? And like the the true blue sort of yeah. this is the identity he's created for himself but this is like his darker half coming out and uh, it, it seems like because he's been having a really sort of rubbish day he's been blamed something he hasn't done he's generally reviled by uh, the bugle yeah. and so he's kind of resentful and it's it's that thing of how the symbiote is attracted to your sort of negative yeah. emotions and I really uh Again, like it's, and it's that's, that's probably why he jumped on him in his bed. I never really thought about that, but you're right. He's, yeah, he's just seen all this bad news, and that, and this scene is straight out of Spider-Man Three. Or Spider-Man Three is straight out of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. But, I really, know. I really, yeah, I really love that shot, and he's just looking at himself in the mirror, mm. and. um yeah, it's just it's just a little bit of emotional depth that a, a Saturday morning cartoon doesn't have to go into. But it did like it's it's like Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series. Like it didn't. There was no reason for it to have been this good. Like mm. all it was basically yeah. there was for kids was, entertainment. Yeah, yeah, kids entertainment, sell some toys, throw, it's throw away, good. throw away media. Yeah, but they were like, no, we're, this is an amazing universe. We're going to take this seriously. I love, I love this bit. This is he says, um, he says. I think the line is, "Oh God, I almost overshot the roof." Yeah, yeah, because um, he he has no, and the webbing's coming out on its own. Um, it's coming out of the suit directly, not the web shooters. Um, so he's he's understanding this, and like the game, like we like we said, there's so much going on in this short amount of time. They're fitting in so much, um, you know, detail, characters, plot. And it all works, and, yeah. and it doesn't. It doesn't stop for a second. The, the, not for one minute are you bored. No, even in the kind of the simpler scenes, you know, between him and Aunt May or in the bugle, where you could arguably be bored if you know it, it's not necessarily for kids. No, but it is plot related, and that is lifting the kind of. I think that's a fire. 
Yeah, fire engine, yeah. Fire engine, yeah. And I remember him saying, like, I used to struggle to lift a Volkswagen. So it <laughs> depends what kind of Volkswagen, I guess. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's just a little... And again, I think having that voiceover um, is a really, really good way to sort of um, get in get an instant empathy yeah, for your character exactly. yeah. but the suit has just turned into a police officer's uniform mm. now that's a thing from the comics isn't that's it correct yeah so he can he basically can his, his suit can be, become just normal clothes so he's always got it on right uh, moment's notice that's why it's so handy it's like it creates his own weapon so he doesn't have to worry um you know it's, it's he's going to do it now here as well this is a this is a, a bit here where he goes um you know yeah, you make my new clothes. And then he goes, actually, maybe look like the guy from Aerosmith. And then you hear, <laughs> wah-la-leow, wah-la-leow, wah-la-leow. Uh, and Joe Perry of Aerosmith wrote the theme song for That's the show. That's cool. I like That's that. why it's so, uh, you know, very heavily on, on the guitar riffs and stuff like that. Uh, radioactive spider blood, spider blood, <laughs> spider blood. <laughs> um, here we go. We've got uh, Felicia Hardy here. Now, uh, who, who blinking your missy, you'll think it's Gwen Stacy. So yeah. They kind of merged the characters yeah. there, didn't they? Yeah, she's kind of... She's kind of like a bit of like a, I don't know, like a socialite heiress in this. Mm. Um, in the comics, she was basically, you would meet her and she was just a thief and her yeah. father was a thief. And, you know, she's just a skilled cat burglar. And you've got Flash Gordon in this. Flash, Flash Gordon? Gordon? <laughs> Flash Gordon. <laughs> Gordon's alive? Not in this. Flash Thompson. Um, now, uh, now we're seeing the kind of darker side of, of Peter Parker come up. He says, um, oh, look, he's developed a backbone. And he goes, I've developed a lot more than a backbone. <laughs> and you can tell, like, um, the uh, what's his name? Christopher Barnes. Yeah. He's having a lot of fun with oh, this. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, when, when you're reading Batman comics, you hear Kevin Conroy. Mm. When I'm reading Spider-Man, I hear this guy. I do. Either I do. this guy yeah. or Reno Romano, who did him in the PlayStation 1 game. Yes, so those Those are my, like, which formative Spider-Man Which voices. is kind of based off this. Anyway. Oh yeah, very, very, very similar. Yeah. Um, he's just backslipping there. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Just Why back? wouldn't you? I mean, everything's going well for him. You know, he's got a good suit. You know, he's, he's, he's you know, and I, I get the kind of the temptation as well in this, like the power and all that. It's very tempting. Well, especially when the world's been sort of like kicking you while you're down as well. Like it's only human to lash out, and I really like that the symbiote sort of like catches on to that and, and exaggerates it and amplifies it. I just think that's really cool. And it's one of the it's one of the things that they kind of got right in Spider Man three. Um it's it's certainly not terrible. But yeah. uh yeah it's, it's... I, did, I did like I, I actually quite like the scene where he accidentally hits Mary Jane in Spider Man three because that was mm. kind of like that was the turning point for him. He goes, right, that's it's gotten too far. It's too yeah. much. And that's when he goes to the clock tower and, and does all that. Um, is Aunt May say, "Oh, that horrible Spider Man"? <laughs> yeah, that's something that I uh, was a bit jarring for me because I'd forgotten that Aunt May's not Team Spider Man in this iteration. Yeah. No, because, because just because so much of my adult life has been informed by the Sam Raimi Spider Man yeah. films when it comes to uh, Spidey outside the comics. Yeah, I mean, but um, I mean, even in recent years, um, she's obviously she's found out, like in the J. Michael Straczynski run, which you're a fan of. Big fan, um, yeah. I think it's called The Conversation, where she finds out and they sit down in the park and talk about why you're Spider-Man, how you're Spider-Man, you know, all this. Mm -hmm. Oh, the rhino's back, running into stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even even now she knows, like, it's almost like for the last 34 years she's always kind of known as Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the recent comics she still doesn't know again, mm -hmm. um, for the most part, but... 
control rods. It's all about the control rods. It is definitely all about the control rods. So yeah, yeah. he's stealing them because he needs them to experiment. Alistair Smythe and the Kingpin need that to experiment on the Prometheus. That's right. It's only radioactive when you heat it, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, so it's a rematch. Yeah, no, I, I really like the uh, the rematch with I've got these new powers now, so you ain't shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's really Whoa. cool. Um, here's another interesting fact about the actor. I found out I read <laughs> I read on the IMDb all the actors that played all the different characters. The guy who plays the Rhino is one of the dads in the '70s show. Oh really? Yeah, not the not the guy from Robocop, but the other one, the kind of the tubbier dad. Okay, yeah, not Eric Foreman's dad. The the one, the other one next door, the girls one. I can't remember, but yeah, he plays that that character. So he's, there's a great line. Um, there's a great line earlier on where he's like, he's like, uh, Spider-Man goes, "Where the hell did you come from?" And he goes, "Jersey." Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's a great line. Then and just the delivery on that is absolutely <laughs> superb as well. Yeah. Um, in the comics, he's actually a, a Russian. He was a Russian spy. Yeah, that's in right. The yeah. Comics, but to be honest, most most Marvel villains were Russian spies. Yeah, in, yeah. back in the 60s, that was just the way they were. I am almost. All of Iron Man villains were were Russians. Yeah, Cold War stereotypes. Standard (laughs) stuff. Crimson Dynamo, you know, Black Widow, those sort of things. Even the Titanium Man, you know. Uh, Chameleon as well, quite famously. He's one of uh, Spider-Man's first villains. So, yeah, Spidey's basically going, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Send me to the police. He's like, no, I'm going to murder you. He's going to the dark place. I think he says who said anything about the police. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Flashback from only 30 seconds ago. Yeah. (laughs) In case we forgot. Doesn't it come into the great power, great responsibility bit? Yeah. Or is that later on? I think that might be the following episode. Okay, okay. He's just kind of remembering himself yeah. and who yeah, he, he is. Yeah, and... he goes, well, to be honest, I don't, like, arguably, you've just, like, the, the scenes that he's replaying, like, watching it back now, I'm going, mm, he just looks like they caught him on a bad day. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's not like he's done something really horrible. He's just being a little bit, like, you know, sticking up for himself. Here we get a flash of, uh, get a flash of Venom coming up. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. He sees his reflection yeah. mirror and it's Venom. Goes, what was that? I well, really that, like that. What's happening to me? And that, oh, lightning strike, and that is where we leave. To be continued. That's mm. that's a really, really strong start. Exactly. And it, it, it lays a lot of foundation, gets you invested in the plot, but there's also a lot of action. I'll be honest, guys, if we've if we, you know, blathered on through this, not talked about the details, only because it's going at uh, absolute, you know, neck neck breakneck speed. Yeah. Um, it just goes through all this. But it's it's still entertaining, it's good, you get it, it's not rushing it. It's it's a well managed uh, bit of bit of, you know, animation and and cinema really 1995 so i'd have been 13 when this came out for which, kids worldwide which so is fun. kind of on the old side of the right age for it i think personally so, so we're on to the next episode we're getting a little bit a little recap from the previous one saying what's gone on um interestingly this is one of the animated series this is one of the kids shows in the 90s that was heavily censored because apparently canada was not was actually banning banned the bat banned Batman the animated series and, really and Power Rangers because they were too violent. So Spider Man actually doesn't. He only throws three punches in the entire show um, that I'm aware of. I did not know that. Um, yeah, it's quite it's quite surprising. And they couldn't they couldn't use kill death or die um, to describe anything. Yeah, um, there's a great line from the Green Goblin that, that Spider Man is like. Um, he was like, I thought you were, no, but you'll soon be. <laughs> Which is a, really my, good. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that's one of my favorite lines in it. And one of my, my friend Nathan Smith, who's been on the show, um, is one of his favorite lines as well. In He-Man, they used to like get around it by saying destroy. Yeah. But um, I remember like, and that, like, 
back back in those days, like the eighties were a very very censorious yeah. time, like of Reagan era, um, family values, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like what would always happen is bad guys would charge at He Man, and he'd just like sidestep and they'd fall <laughs> over. It's <laughs> like that's what you need all this awesome power yeah. for to be able to step to the side yes. a little bit. All that, all that, all those rippling muscles <laughs> to slightly do a sidestep. Um, and another bit of casting, actually, I, I recently watched. Um, I've been watching a lot of musicals recently, just kind of get out of my comfort zone a bit. Nice. And uh, I watched uh, Grease 2. Oh, yeah, with and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, believe. that's yeah. correct. That's correct. And it was awful. And, <laughs> and the lead actor in this, uh, in that, uh, the lead character, is actually the guy who voices Smythe in this. Oh, really? Yeah, I had no idea. But again, I looked up the IMDb. Um I could just hear it. Even yeah, all these clips. It was an excellent theme tune, to be fair. Um, and it was Ephraim Ephraim Zimbalist Junior. Was that his name? Was that the actor's name? He played Alfred in Batman the Animated. That's right. Yeah, and he played the Germanic Otto Octavius in this. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he's he's very he's gone for a very German, but I like the kind of German accent. It kind of brings yeah, I a always, kind of mad scientist vibe. To yeah, it. I always imagine him with a German accent when I'm reading um, the comics. Mm. If I'm honest, yeah, I love that. I love that Venom's still there, kind of waggling his tongue. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, Venom was so influential on me. I remember so many so many art lessons. I would just end up drawing Venom. Even nowadays, I still that's my go to like doodle. Is like, yeah, I, I draw like a, a face on Venom. It is a really cool visual. Yeah, I, and 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 I, I get why I get why a certain generation of Spider Man fans are so in love yeah. with the character. I I I have mixed feelings about him being shoehorned mm. into Spider Man Three, but yeah, th- yeah, there's definitely there's definitely potential. We'll there. see, we'll see. You know, we don't we don't know the what the future holds just yet. But um, this is, so the the bounty's still on his head, isn't it? Uh, Spider Man's head. Yeah, I don't think we explained. Yeah, uh, J. Jonah Jameson has put a bounty on Spider Man's head because they believe he stole the Prometheum X. Yeah, so he's been is framed. Right? Yeah, so he's been framed because Brock actually was there taking photos, um, but he told Jonah that he didn't tell Jonah about the Rhino being there. That's right. Yeah. So. So he's got his job back with Jonah. There's a million pound, million dollar bounty on Spider-Man's head. Um, and, you know, he's willing to pay it for whoever gets it. But again, Spider-Man doesn't have the Prometheum X. He's been framed. And these these little paramilitary guys who just happen to be standing there, they've just hit him with a sonic gun and the suit doesn't like that because we know symbiotes yeah. do not like sonics. Well, they also don't like flame, which I think this guy's got flamethrower. There we go. Yeah, he quite a range on that thing. Intent, yeah, I was going to say. I love that's a really, really cool bit of animation. How the mm. suit just like zips a little bit, yeah. of, just like not quite web, like but, a tendril. Yeah. yeah. So when he when he wet, is it is it the webs or is it the suit? Um, what, what do you mean when it comes when out? He's, when he's actually webbing. So the webbing is coming out the top of his hand. Yeah. Um. So usually it comes out the bottom, you know, bottom side of his hand when he's using his web shoes. And there's yeah. a classic. There's a classic pose hand pose you know the, yeah yeah um but yeah it's the suit is generating its own webbing right anyway. okay i think it's kind of understood i, I don't know if, i mean originally it was just webbing uh-huh. uh, but i think later on when they've depicted it when they retroactively depicted the suit i think it's a tendril yeah um, that they use because you know because um, because eddie brock doesn't have yeah not really but i, I again 
comics and alien suits. But one actually, that reminds me, one thing this this show does a great job of explaining is that the symbiote learns stuff from mm. its hosts. Mm. And um and, and so obviously when we'll we'll get there, but mm. like it knows now that Peter Parker's Spider-Man, so it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he know if the the symbiote knows the composition of the yeah. web fluid. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And like it said, I know um I think he's, Brock says in the later episode that the, the symbiote knows all these secrets from all these different civilizations and yeah and, I, and, stuff. I, and that really and i was like wow that's really that's almost lovecraftian this yeah. idea of that the symbiote is really really old and it's seen civilizations all over the galaxy rise and fall well it's almost i think venom is kind of a body horror character really yeah, yeah. oh yeah big it, time there's there's a lot of those kind of elements to it and you know it takes over the body and it's dependent on it and all that sort of stuff and transforms but yeah um smile's just saying you can walk around with Prometheus in your pocket because it's not radioactive until it's heated. Yeah, and he's just selling it to some G.I. Joe stock bad guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one's you're... wearing a mask. Lord, the whole planet! One's uh, wearing a mask for no reason. I don't all. know why the kingpin is, the, the actual kingpin of crime, and it's stated in one of the earlier episodes that he runs the crime throughout the world, mm-hmm. not just New York, the world. Why is he just selling it to some hoodlum? Yeah, yeah. you think he'd have bigger contacts than that. Maybe, maybe like Hydra or like AIM or something like that, I would get, but yeah. So here we go, good old Kirk Connors, who was uh, featured in the very first episode of this, uh, which the Night of the Lizard, um, that episode's called, and it's a corker. And again, it's quite, it's quite dark. Yeah, like there's a surprising amount of kind of darkness in in this, and certainly the second season where Spider-Man goes through his mutation, his yeah. neogenic nightmare. I like the fact that he trusts him enough to like figure out what this thing is, though. Mm. And uh, it, it looks like Kirk Connors gets his trousers from the same shop as Bruce Banner as well. <laughs> the only place in Manhattan that sells purple, purple pants. Yeah. <laughs> well, it goes well with green, doesn't it? And a lab coat. Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of, I do kind of wish they kept the lab coat for the Amazing Spider-Man. I know there's like a second where he wears the. Lab yeah, coat. and he like, rips it off. Kind of yeah, yeah. keep it on. I'd rather keep it on. Um, so again, this is another scene that was like copied lock, stock, and barrel into Spider-Man Three, where yeah. he's looking at the symbiote under a microscope. Mm. I mean, he is like, I guess what 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 kind of scientist is Kirk on? Is he like a bio? I think he's a chemist. Yeah, I think so. Something yeah. along those lines. I'd have to look at science. Up. Yeah, <laughs> science. Because science, Dan. Because well, <laughs> the weird thing of the weird thing in Spider-Man Three is he's a physicist. Okay, he's definitely states he's a physicist. He he teaches physics. I'm pretty sure. So so the fact that he kind of knows what it is and can explain all that is like I'm a bit like eh. yeah yeah it's, it's I don't know it's interesting. Here's John Jameson. Oh, I'm ill. Oh, <laughs> Spider Man. Oh, Rhino. Oh, oh. So there was a Rhino. Yeah yeah. So um oh, yeah he he's so now Jameson is calling Brock out on his lies. Yeah. And uh, he's not very happy about it. Yeah, but he's he's sacked. Yeah, well, he's ag- out on the street again. Like, uh, like uh, it's it's. Jameson's used very interestingly, depending on the writer. Sometimes he's just you know, just he's a he's an outright villain. Yeah, or he's or he's kind of an un- misunderstood kind of grouchy, cantankerous man. Um, but I I like there's there's parts in the comics where he will absolutely. 
um, stand up for the rights of the people and the rights of the free press. Yeah. And I really respect that. And there's a there's a great comic where he quits the Daily Bugle because he created the Scorpion. He because someone finds out he created the Scorpion, he stands down mm-hmm. to Robbie Robertson, Joe Robbie Robertson. Um, and then Spider Man's like, yeah, but what about all the Spider Slayers you made? <laughs> yeah. And also you created the guy called the Fly. Um, <laughs> it's just like all that. But he's like, no, no, it's because of that. But there was, I think, there's one. Uh, there's an X Men storyline called Operation Zero Tolerance, where he he's basically there's um kind of a, a kind of a racist dictatorial fascist uh-huh. um, sentinel leader of the Sentinels called Bastion, uh, and I think he tries to make a deal with him to kind of save save the paper or or out mutants or something like that and he he straight up says absolutely not i don't care if my business goes under i will not i will not do another kind of mccarthy-esque mm-hmm. um you know witch hunt yeah on mutants um which again i, I really do respect on the character yeah, that's cool so uh, spider-man has basically he's broken into broken in. rock's apartment yeah make it the suit's just making him a little pocket there a little that's really pocket. cool i like that <laughs> I really like the way the suit looks as well. Now it's black, but it's sort of like ringed with with blue. blue yeah. yeah, I think that's the only way you could really animate it, I guess. And I also like how Eddie Brock has been evicted like within an hour of them finding out he's been fired. <laughs> and now we have Shocker. Shocker. Now there's something that people always get wrong about Shocker. It always drives me mad. The Shocker is not, despite his name, is not an electrical based villain. It's not. He's not an electrical based villain. He is. Uh, his powers are vibrational. Yeah. Um, so he's actually quite a good match for for a black suit Spider-Man. Yeah. Because of the sonics and everything. Um, so I always think of it like this. It's it's to do with vibration. So I think the, the term shocker comes from like earthquakes and yeah, yeah. aftershock. Aftershock. That's yeah, how I exactly. see it. Yeah. But a lot of people just go, why has Spider-Man got two electrical villains? <laughs> um, I quite like the way they depict the shocker in this. Because in the comics, he's quite a bit of a loser villain. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a pathetic. In this, he is not, not only is he menacing and evil and dark and disturbing he's also voiced by winnie the pooh i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> jim mother flipping cummings jim yeah. cummings of winnie the pooh fame voices the shocker and he does a great job and he has got that sort of like quite soft like almost serpentine kind of voice yeah, in it's this it's snake, really good yeah, yeah. snaky i love the bit where he's like man maybe i can crawl through an air vent and he went wait that's the old spidey talking he <laughs> yeah. <the> down. <laughs> it's really cool the animation as well is really slick yeah, uh, smooth. It it's not choppy at all. They do re. They do. Spider Man is guilty of reusing quite a bit of of animation. I think he's just that shots reused with a the shocker there. Yeah, I um, thought. I thought as well when he's um with the digital shots where he's web swinging. I thought, oh, they probably use a lot of like generic because they're not using actual building. They're very generic yeah. sort of buildings. Yeah, the back. But then I thought, oh no, he's 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 grappling with the digital effects and it's in the black suit. So yeah. it's it's good. They 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 did new. Yeah, it's not not it's not as that. bad as like the sixties one, which is literally yeah. stock footage over stock footage. Over stock footage. Um, got some more CGs looking in a microscope, and in in the sixties show as well, uh, he didn't have any webbing on his torso; it was just on the gloves and the yes. back. Yes, so they can animate because it easier. They, yeah, yeah, because they couldn't be arse drawing <laughs> it all. I I love the the Kingpin's headquarters as well. It's in the Chrysler. It's in the Chrysler building. Yeah, and, that's... and like and if, you, if and there's sequences later on. I think it's in the Hobgoblin episode where like one heart, one side of the building opens up so a helicopter can fly out and the Hobgoblin can fly out. <laughs> and I was just like discreet. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, if you've got to have a secret hideout, I would make it more secret. Um, 
Now, if you watch this, um, um, Shocker doesn't pull out his IV. Yeah. <laughs> just takes, well spotted, yeah. Doesn't take out. It's, it's to throw, and he just jumps out the window. Yeah, so Shocker's just kidnapped John Jameson, basically. Yes. So this is to, to basically get the Prometheum X back off Spider-Man to kind of ransom the the Prometheum X because they thought Brock they they wanted the photos off Brock and then they were like no squash Spider Man don't they kind of forget about the photos actually they don't really come back to it there are a few like plot holes here and there but it's fine I still love this stuff that was cool a really cool shot how it like goes out through the window and then it pans down this like digital model and then you've got hand drawn Eddie Brock yeah. in his trench coat standing on the street I like that and That's like really you've got cool. to think about this in the early nineties this was probably one of the first times that these CG models were used oh definitely well. so yeah yeah quite, it was pioneering I think they use, I remember seeing some digital stuff in one of the Batman anime, uh, Master of the Phantasm. Yes. In the opening yeah, credits. Yeah, that's right. And in the Sub Zero one, the Mr. Freeze one, there was some digital stuff there. But yeah, this, it, it's definitely not seamless. It no. sticks out like a sore thumb. But, yeah. but for, for crikey, I nearly mean, 25 I mean, years if ago. If they didn't do that then, we wouldn't have what we have now. Exactly. You know, they, they were the trendsetters. It walks in with Jay Jonah as well. Yeah. You know. I, I like I like. There's a great episode later on. Oh, or is it earlier on? I think it might be earlier. On. Yeah, it's earlier on in this series where Smythe ties Jonah and Spider-Man together with a bomb. Oh, and, and it's just it's just like any any time you get like Jay Jonah and Spider-Man in anything stuck together, and for whatever reason, it's just gold, just yeah. absolute gold. Um, and he's like jumping off of cliffs and stuff, and all sorts. Uh, or jumping off of buildings, and he's like, Wah! you know, all that. <laughs> I love that he's just like, all right, I'm taking my son out. I love here. that they never really specify like his injury, John Jameson. They're just like, he's not very well. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, if you're going, if you're crashing a, a rocket like at that speed, you're probably going to be pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's probably horribly bleeding yeah. internally. <laughs> I love all the kind of puns they're whipping back and forth now. There's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, if you think that was a surprise, you're in for a real shock. <laughs> And they're just like all churches have lots of medieval weapons in yeah, glass standards. cases lying you know, around. And they're all they're all deserted and no lighting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they absolutely wreck this church as well. Like they're, like they're taking all the pillars up. I'm sure the thing would just oh yeah, the bit of tap, the bay of tapestry there. Um, that's a great shot there with all the kind of burning. Pieces yeah, it's lying. cool. Um, but yeah. Bit bit inconsistent with Shocker's powers, how they make they can make they burn, things catch yeah. fire. Well, yeah. I, I have the same problem with Cyclops in the X Men movies. Everything seems to burn when yeah. his powers are not uh, a laser. He's, He's got not... yeah, Eddie Brock's got a mace. Let so... me <laughs> get you one, Crotler. Yeah, I've just got a mace there. Yeah, he's like, I'm not doing it. But he can't hit anyone with yeah. it <laughs> because it's a 90s cartoon. Yeah, it <laughs> got absolutely ruined somebody. Okay, yeah, here comes another pillar. But I think they do a great job of having it's it's the art of fighting without fighting. Yes, yeah. violence without like, actually like showing violence. Is, yeah, exactly. Like we we're seeing, he's dodging it, and and yeah, we're not seeing any physical, you know, just throwing th- shit at each other and missing. But it but it works in the in the the anger and the and the passion. And he's like, yeah, it's like this is a line here. I think he's like, I'm going to chase you down to the ends of the earth. And that's and that, like the delivery is really good. Yeah. Like it's a this is like it's very dramatic and this is for a kids show, you know. If you know when you're so used to things like you know Masters of the Universe, GI Joe, this has some real stakes. 
Yeah. So that's real and there's real characterization and there's continuity as well. Like you didn't yeah. you didn't used to get that with like G.I. Joe and stuff. Things very rarely would change. Absolutely. Know, unless yeah. it was like a two parter and things like that. It's, and they were few and far between exactly, as well. Exactly. And and even then they'd probably forget about it when a new writer would write the next episode. I really like the spider sense effect in this show. It kind of goes a little bit sort of negativized in the background and there's some some like just little flashes of sort of like veiny, spidery yeah. spindly. Interestingly enough, that effect was actually some of the backgrounds from the 60s show. So oh, really? Because it got really trippy and weird towards the end of the Spider-Man 60s show where he'd like go into different dimensions That's and stuff. That's cool. Um, so some of the backgrounds were used and they're all kind of psychedelic and weird. Um, weren't really the best episodes, arguably. Oh, great power comes great responsibility. There it is. There it is. I remember there's a line in this where uh, he crushes um, Shocker's gauntlets and I think he said something like, try using your blasted gauntlets now. But I thought he said, all right, I've got you, little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, they went there. So so the, the suit has actually pushed Shock up out of the church to his doom, but Spider-Man saved him at the last he minute. He fell very slowly to be Yeah, there. he did. <laughs> I, I love this as well, how he, yeah. can't, he can't pull it off. How violent. Yeah, I mean, in the comics, that again, he, he was doing that. I mean, in the comics, he was in... This this scene is recreated. I actually spoke to Keith Williams, who worked on Web of Spider-Man number one recently on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, like, how did it feel to have this iconic scene in everything? This is yeah, in everything. Yeah. He was like, because he was sp speaking about Venom, and I was like, you were involved in that. And this has been used in several movies, several animated series. Mm -hmm. You know, that's it's iconic now. And this one little scene is absolutely iconic. Every Venom iteration, there is some form of this for the most part of this scene. And it's I love how the Venom, when he's not there, the kind of yeah, it's kind of like liquid, kind of black. Yeah, but it's almost like a ghost. Or, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of vaguely held its form, mm. and it's just trying to like grab him and and bond with him again. Yeah, I really like that. I love that it's just in his boxes as well. Yeah, even yeah. though the suit creates, <laughs> even though suit creates absolutely everything, every bit of clothing. I'll just keep boxes on just in case. To be fair, I would have been a bit miffed if he'd had the actual original Spider-Man suit on underneath because then I'd yeah. be like continuity. Yeah. I do. I'll be honest. I, I was still a little disappointed with the Sam Raimi one that they didn't use the white spider because that, for me, that design is absolutely iconic. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of also a little bit. Dis I get it that it's not on the new Venom. Yeah, film. yeah. I, it makes sense that it wouldn't be, but I still do miss that spider. Cause that, yeah, me too. I like, and that's a classic suit. And you know, and you, and it always kind of comes. I think I think there's a new miniseries recently being written by Peter David where he's he's back in black. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a retroactive tale. <clears throat> ah, so this is where we learn that Spider-Man knew all along that something was wrong with Prometheum X. <laughs> Can we have a moment to appreciate Alistair Smythe's 90s mullet as yeah. well? That's, that's, that's a thing of beauty. That is incredible. <laughs> Total flat top, little ratty bits at the back and the sides. Um, I caught a bit of, um, the other day, I caught a bit of uh, Babe Pig in the City. I was around at my nana's and she put it on for whatever reason. I was like, crikey, there's a pop. Yeah, I know. And the voiceover is actually the kingpin. Ah. Yeah, so it's like, babe was, you know, what have you. A pig in a city. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> what he said, yeah. And it's his it's his voice, and I was always like, this is a very odd voice to have. But it's, it's very much um, it's very much kind of Morgan Freeman-esque voice as well. I can't remember the actor's name, but he is fantastic. I love that the the outline of, like, we've had the outline of, of the suit for Spider-Man is kind of a blue. Yeah. Venom has a tinge of red in there. Oh, I missed that. You know, to be continued. So we're on to the final part now. Yeah, yeah. So the symbiote is, is, is 
dribble down he's got hold of Eddie Brock and then we I love it when they do the thing where it pans over to a shadow and then because it would have been a bit too gruesome to show so you saw it sort of like attacking him and bonding to him through the shadow that was really cool so in the comics uh, the original version of Venom was um, he he didn't know he was down there. They didn't introduce Venom until a long time after they got, Spider-Man got rid of the suit. Uh, there was a plan for it to go on various villains, like Dr. Octopus and stuff like that. That never happened. Okay. Um, but there was this guy who was um, in various different kind of things. There was There's a scene where somebody pushes Parker in front of a, a train. Okay. And he managed to get out of the way. But he was like, why didn't my spider sense go off? And then later on, they introduced Venom. And Venom is actually... Eddie Brock is actually... Um, you remember the Sinita storyline we talked about in Nerdify? Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. It's kind of like a murder mystery one. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. I do remember. The shotgun yeah, yeah. and everything and killing the... the uh, Death of Jim Dwarf, that one. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so he he spoke to the guy who was pretending to be, who's claiming to be the Sin Eater, the true Sin Eater, but right. he wasn't. And then the, the, the newspaper found out, fired him, and Eddie is, is Catholic... Mm-hmm. And he goes to the church to kill himself, right? Okay, and and all that kind of hate, self hatred, and anger and stuff attracts the the dying symbiote mm-hmm. and it bonds with him, and that hatred of Spider Man as well, uh, and that's how it links to him, right? Okay, and so there was a, a much bigger gap than most people who aren't familiar with the comics yes. would assume, and the and the whole kind of aggression thing and the evil and the, the stuff that you've seen Spider Man, mm. that's totally this that comes out of this, yeah. That was yep. not in the original comics because in the original comics you're just like I've got this suit, yeah, and it's made it, it would go out, it would go out swinging, but you'd wake up exhausted because you didn't know he'd been out all night, okay, things like that. But there was never like aggression or evil or anything like that. It was kind of like how the One Ring in the Hobbit was quite benign, but then yeah. in the Lord of the Rings it's all evil. Exactly, like yeah. exactly, yeah. So, so here we go with the intro again. Um, it it does like. As I mean, I, I love the Batman the Animated Series intro because it's you know it's a beautiful little sto- mini story. Very different to this, but but this is very bombastic as well, and and very fast, and there's a lot of flashing and CG, and you know, but you do get a good like shot at l- a lot of the villains they're going to introduce, especially in this series. Very much so, yeah. And, and I think we just got a, a shot from this episode in reverse of the Kingpin, mm. where he's coming from the shadows into the line. It's very kind of Frank Miller. Yeah, I really like yeah. that. Well, I mean, I mean, Frank Miller did a lot of work on the kingpin to bring him into kind of the the modern interpretation that we know now before yeah absolutely kind of, yeah. before that he was you know still a good character but he it wasn't anywhere near as menacing no um as frank miller made him when he brought him back but yeah I, I, the lizard episodes are great as well um the first lizard episode even the even the doctor all of these this whole first and second series for me really nailed it third and fourth and fifth they have their moments but they're not always they're not consistently good all the way through i don't mm-hmm. know um so yeah, Eddie's working out. This oh, is look um, at those muscles. There's a there's a scene just like this in. Uh, have you read Venom Dark Origin? Yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. I like that. That's a really good read. And um, and that that's like rewatching this yesterday just put me in mind of that and just like how he's he's sort of talking with the yeah. symbiote almost about how like life. I think that's fair to him. I think that's a really good. I mean, the timeline the timeline's a bit wobbly on that technically, mm-hmm. but I kind of I consider it a bit of a, a sort of reboot anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that is for me. That's the quintessential Venom origin. Yeah, yeah, but it's really good. If you want to read a Venom origin, if you come out of watching this and you want to read a comic version of it, read that, and it kind of fills in the blanks and what happened in the comics and things we've talked about already. Here we go, Venom. 
the um the actual animation of the the symbiote transitions is way better they they could have got away with doing far less yeah but i like the fact that they they challenge themselves yeah they challenge themselves and they sort of made it comic like the the thing how it's like the the mask the face it like looks like it's almost like beating eddie brock yeah obviously metaphorically it is Hmm. is that a thing from the comics or is that something they did just for this um i I can't i can't honestly say i think i mean he i mean when it got on brock he started being his the powers started to change a bit and Mm -hmm. they got a bit more menacing and it got a bit more like uh aggressive and and disgusting and weird Mm -hmm. um like when it was on spider-man they weren't anywhere near that kind of grotesque and odd and you didn't um, want to eat any brains no you? exactly it did, yeah i didn't need to eat brains um until later that's but, obviously absent in this as well yeah that is true that's true well i, lo- I love that he's, he, he shocks him right into a, a j jonas Jameson sign yeah there's a, just a, a giant billboard of jameson like pointing accusatory at the world <laughs> looking really disapprovingly at you <laughs> now you don't actually ever really get a backstory for the rhino with a shocker in this they kind of just there now i don't I, think you need i think that yeah. they, they function perfectly well as just like the quirky bad guys fight because i mean let's face it with spider-man villains especially early spider-man villains like it's it's all about the gimmick and writers have gone oh, back and like shot. added <laughs> added dimension to them yeah, and sure. fleshed them out but like they are all about the gimmick at first pretty much yeah but like a lot like the kind of flash rogues and things like that exactly yeah um here we go it's like whose webbing's that i like that <laughs> How he's just, oh, basically, I'm the new improved you. Yeah. And he shows it by webbing yeah. up those guys. Shows you, I've, I've beaten these guys. You never defeated them properly. So, you know, without the suit, without, you know, it's, it's like, what did you say? Yeah, it says, I got up here just like you did, Parker. And he's like, what did you say? He's like, oh, a bit of a bully, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Now, that's that's one thing they kind of steered away from. They kind of steered away from the geeky, nerdy Spider-Man. In this. Yeah. It's, he's kind of more like a general average dude. But, but Spider-Man, like... You know, he could have everything he wants, but kind of Spider-Man gets in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's got women in his life. You know, he's not an absolute... He's still a science geek and nerd and stuff, but it's not as, as you know, like... He's not as, like, socially awkward. No. Um, no, they they sort of... Uh, I mean, I think... I, I read it as, like, a little bit older, like mm. a college-age kind of Peter Parker. I think he's he's supposed to be about 19, but okay, he, yeah. he does come across more like a 25-year-old. Yeah, it, it's only when he's, like, going in and out of campus that, yeah. like, gives it away. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't look an act older. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love the... I love they get the threat of Venom across in this, the... the you know the menace of him, and the, and like the the vil- his other villains are like absolutely terrified. You would be with yeah, it. yeah. You know, much like the characters in the Venom movie. You're like Jesus Christ, it's going to eat me. And you know, just a little like there's just little bits like the little sort of veins like sticking out through the suit. And now we get the the little hint of like how old this symbiote yeah. is, and how long it, and how many civilizations it's seen, yeah. and where not even where it's come from, yeah. but like all the places it's been. As far as I mean. They've really recent in recent years they've really expanded on the kind of symbiote law and there's like a god of the symbiotes okay. and various other things. Um which is quite interesting. They, and they did that a little bit in the nineties, but it wasn't done as well. So I think they've gone back recently and gone, right, what can we do with this? And there's been various mini series in recent years. I've read some of them and, and some of them are pretty good. Um so yeah, but um I, I do like I do like that there's this kind of you know, this this history to it. I think they're called Oh, what are they call? I think they're called the Clintar. I think that's what they've called them in the comics now. They're not just okay. known as the symbiotes. They they have a race name, and apparently they weren't as aggressive as they used to be. I think okay. is the storyline. I'd have to read up on it a bit more, but it is interesting. Um, but there's, 
I, I really like the the stalker aspect to Venom. Yeah, yeah. Like the kind of that he can be anywhere at any time. He can look like anybody because in the comics he has like a camouflage ability, so he can literally like blend into the background. Oh right, I didn't uh, know kind that. Kind of a chameleon aspect, as well as changing his. You know, obviously he adds kind of he gets more powers to be more of a threat to Spider Man than than Spider Man ever realized, and mm-hmm. um, that he could have done all this stuff. But yeah, and. And that his web, like his webbing's tougher. He can't snap it. Um, you know, he says, "I've got new and improved webbing." Yeah. That's really cool. All that sort of stuff. And the effects on his voice are really good. Yes. Yeah. I really. Yeah. It was really creepy. <laughs> kind of thing. And I remember being really disappointed that they didn't do that in Spider-Man Three. His voice doesn't change at all no, when, he, when the mask's yeah. up. It's just like it's just like whiny Eric Fullman, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> another link. Another link to uh, that seventy show. Yeah. <laughs> 70 yeah. Show, good yeah. Pull. <laughs> Eddie Brock. Oh yeah, doesn't he find out he? Because I I, I, I I tried to rewatch this on YouTube, but this episode I couldn't find in full. It's just a, a set of clips. I think he finds out. Yeah, he works in a works in like a it's like a workout place. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the ad just then just this weightlifting ad just became Venom and tried to reach for, for Peter Parker. Then sounds bizarre. I like that. But he, he knows he's a threat because, again, he can't, he can be anywhere at any time, mm-hmm. be doing anything with anyone. And they do, and um, the Spectacular Spider-Man show does that really well as, as well. There's kind of a, 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 a series-long intro to Venom. The finale is Venom. And again, he's like going after the one he really loves and things like that. Um, and I'll get there. Well. I will watch, I oh, will watch Spectacular Spider-Man. I'd, I'd argue, as much as I love this, as much as I absolutely adore this, I'd argue that Spectacular Spider-Man is probably a more comic book accurate and a better show okay because um, i remember when you first started out the yeah. podcast you were doing quite a lot of work on yes. them weren't you yeah yeah I was, I, well I, I saw they were going cheap on itunes i thought i'll i'll do it kind of because it was um i think it was like a 10 year anniversary of it coming out wow yeah where has the time gone exactly and i was in, i was just in uni i think as it was coming out and i'd had a i'd had a pretty serious operation and i had to i basically had to sit in all summer and that's basically what i did i just watched that show um, yeah, great. Is. um what do you think is kind of what do you think of peter parker's like fashion sense in this well he does just have that one rugby shirt doesn't he in the jeans <laughs> but it's it's better than um bruce wayne's brown and yellow dwight shroots yeah <laughs> true true he is meant to be a billionaire and he yeah he only owns one suit now now interesting thing about venom he does in this episode he threatens to do things like tell aunt may a secret and reveal his identity to the world and date mary jane and yeah, all yeah. Stuff. but in the comics he has this weird kind of morality this like um the only the only guilty party really is are either the criminals or or peter parker as, as spider-man who ruined his life everybody else is an innocent yeah i remember it, weird there's a big morality. innocence yeah yeah so that's why he becomes like the lethal protector that's when they kind of made him into his own kind of superhero um i don't know i don't know when they kind of introduced that but he, he has killed innocence or he killed he killed a He's famously killed a, like a security guard, a policeman. Oh, he did kick Venom then. He did yep. punch him. He did yep. kick him. Oh yeah, a bit of steam in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I maybe always... they have quotas like you can have one punch and one kick per yeah, episode maybe. or something like that. Oh, and it's, it's just he's behind the chopper. He's but clearly, again, they're they're, the they're really smart about sort of having fight scenes and action without being excessively violent. Yeah. And and again, the the acting for me, the acting does most of the work. That's it. Yeah, you're absolutely it's, right. It, yeah, it convinces you. It convinces you that it's it's 
threatening and that the, this is the end of the world you know i remember this i remember this scene specifically because i was like i was like oh my god you know yeah. as a kid i was like this is one of the first times i was like oh my god he's they're gonna find out who he is the yeah, spider yeah. over um because he's about to pull off his mask yes of course i remember three this, two man. one and off it comes yeah <laughs> i mean he does have <laughs> a history really, of there's a really annoying dude here he's like look everybody i'm spider-man <laughs> It looks like Ned Leeds in Homecoming where he's wearing the mask. Yeah, he does a bit. He's like, and then Jonah's like, I'm going to get that wall crawling freak. Um, just, but the funny thing is he can't get the camera to Yeah, focus. you'd have thought that a newspaper editor would know how to use a, a Zoom. It's, <laughs> this isn't a short scene either. It no. takes like two or three minutes yeah. and he's still twiddling with this bloody Zoom. Mm. But I, I quite like, um, I mean, in the comics, he loses his mask all the time. And yeah. I remember reading the first volume of Brian Michael Bendis' Run on yes. Avengers, yeah, yeah. Um, where he loses his mask. And I, I can't remember who says, like, well, you lost your mask. You're like, yeah, thank God for my average looks. <laughs> because, you know, like, it's just some dude. Eric, like, every white dude. Obviously, JJ would recognize. And I remember there is an episode where... Um, in this series where he meets like a little girl who's like a huge Spider-Man fan. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called Make-A-Wish or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and he takes off his mask and she goes, oh, Peter Parker! It's like, how the fuck do you know who yeah. Peter Parker is? He's just some dude. But then they go, oh, you take the pictures of Spider-Man? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, fair <laughs> enough. I missed now, now, what you didn't notice there was actually that that, that bit of um, the rotor that the the helicopter he grabs to cut away that that suit, the, yeah. away the webbing, was actually on the other side of the building. So we couldn't have reached that. So there was a little error there in the animation. <laughs> if you're watching very closely. Oh, creepy old creepy old Eddie trying to be uh, Mary Jane's boyfriend. Oh, of course, yeah. He's meant to have a date with Mary Jane. Yeah, sorry I was late. Oh, as well. Oh, don't worry. I looked after her, Parker. I'll always look after her. Now, the first appearance of Venom in the comics, he literally breaks into Spider-Man's... They're married. Mary Jane and Spider-Man married at the time. He breaks into the apartment. He looks like Spider-Man. You know, he's got the black suit. Right. And then he grows this menacing smile. Oh, and it freaks her out so much that she tells him to get rid of the black suit. Never, okay, never ever again does she want to experience that. So, and then even I think uh, he even assaults the black cat quite. It beats up the black cat quite badly in another comic. So, okay, he's he's always been quite a menacing figure, and this whole using this stuff to to menace him with his knowing his secret identity was never really done. There's lots of characters, Green Goblin especially, knew his secret for a very long time. Yeah. And and after Venom did all this kind of stalkery kind of white dodgy stuff um only then did the green goblin start doing that sort of thing mm -hmm. and like using that to his advantage um so like as much whether you like venom or you hate venom or you're sick of hearing about venom you know he did change comics and spider-man for better or for worse i remember reading a comic and i was very young at the time must have been about five or six where it was eddie brock um in Peter's house and he was mm. talking to Aunt May. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, I'm sure there was a line where, and this is like we're going back 30 odd years now, but I'm sure there's a line where he says, oh, it's not often you get to meet someone so innocent. Yeah. And then Peter kicks him out of the house. Yeah. But was it was this Todd McFarlane then? Did? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and the ben earliest event. And then um, and then it was Eric Larson, I believe. True. Okay. And, uh, and oh, what's his name? Oh, I love it. Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley. They're the kind of three main Venom artists for me. I think I think Eric Larson's probably my favourite. Okay. So now now Spider-Man's gonna turn he turns it on him. He got I like that. that. He's got the Spider-Man obsessive stuff, but now he's putting all the all the newspaper clippings of Brock. <laughs> Bad reporter yeah. fired. Naughty. That's Naughty news. boy. <laughs>
That's real news, yeah. I like that he smashed his, uh, his own wall wide open <laughs> to get Spider-Man there. That That's something we've, we've not mentioned that it, it states in this is that... Um, Venom is like he can't be detected with Spider-Man's that, spider right, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's that's and that's that's even more. It makes him even more of a threat. Exactly. Yeah. See, here we go. There's the web. It's just, just hanging by the just web, dangling, just dangling. Yeah, right, a bit that, of dangling. That's not that's not dangerous at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do like the this. I think he has a plan. I think he's he, he has the plan to lead him to the space shuttle. Is that is that right? I think. Yes, and yeah. I remember thinking like that's pretty much exactly what happens in the Venom movie as well, yes, isn't it? It is, yeah. With exactly. the uh, the roar of the um, the space, yeah, the roar of the engine, kind of yeah, rocket, and then he attaches it. Well, it doesn't. I, I mean, he attaches it in this, but yeah, Venom is kind of already in the space rocket. Isn't it? Space rocket. That's how you describe space, it. The space in, rocket. In space rocket. You know, in space <laughs> rocket. That, yeah, you're going to go up in space rocket. But I, I I remember thinking, God, he's going to have to like. Because he he's like he's leading him, but he, his plan to lead him is not is not really well thought out. And no, it, and it's some way for him to go as well, all but the way from his apartment. That's very Spider Man as well, though. Mm. He's not a great strategist. No. He is always sort of like winging it and hoping for the yeah. best. But I always I do like I do like that. There is a sort of there's a loose plan. <laughs> yeah, the, I love that Venom misses the train. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I didn't. I missed that the first yeah, time. Just I thought, it. He just thought he jumped, and now now he's just you know just big eighteen wheeler. <laughs> Eastbound down. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need a key. Nah, of course he doesn't need uh, a key. This is where it honks him. That's brilliant. They kind of keep the quirky humour of Venom. Venom's actually quite... like I know a lot of people complain that he was too weird and wacky and funny, but that's always kind of been part of the Venom character. Yeah. Is there's, you know, scenes of him singing, you know, swinging along, singing Strangers in the Night and things like that. <laughs> really weird, bizarre kind of... There's all this kind of weird, odd humour to it. Yeah. It's kind of a bit kooky. And I'm glad they kind of kept that in the Venom film. Um, I like I like that shot. He's just on top of the bad boy. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really nice. Um, yeah, we've got another. We're, we're naming this the John Jefferson Space Shuttle, or so. Do they name it after him? I think yes, I think they do. Yeah, uh, it's a probe or something. I don't think it's. Yeah, it's not manned, is it? I remember thinking like he's just got out of hospital and you're sending him back up to space. Jesus! <laughs> no, he's there. He's there. He's oh, not he's going there. up right. in it. Okay. Going up in it. It's still in the wheelchair. It's still going. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, black stuff. Yeah, Rhino. <laughs> It's weird how like they wouldn't just explain how he's injured. I suppose it's not necessary, but like... no. But again, if you know, you'd probably still be shaking from all the vibrations, surely, of the space. And then uh, I guess, yeah, yeah. What what happens to the other guy? They never, you never really hear about the other guy. Yeah, he died horribly. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was cut clean in two. Yeah, I mean, because it looks like he's gonna the symbiote's gonna possess him, and then, and then yeah. it doesn't. So I don't know. What, you know, maybe he's just in a coma or something. This is a this is a cool fight. Yeah, boom. Webbing in the all face. All the webbing. <laughs> That's probably all of his cartridge now. <laughs> I don't remember him running out of webbing in this series, which is weird. Oh, he definitely does. He definitely does. Um, there are scenes where he reloads, especially especially in the first episode. No, I'm um, there's a there's great in the there's a great episode. In it. Um, do you, you know all the kind of the you know one of the funniest things about the the editing. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Is the space rocket? Yeah. Oh, and the, the, no! the suit's coming off. What me. have you done? Yeah, because Venom doesn't know the weakness at this point. He doesn't know his own weakness, but the symbiote does. Oh, that's right. And yeah. because there's uh, that line about how uh, did you cloud like did you cloud it away? From yeah, your exactly. Mind? Yeah. I like, I like. And that's something that I forgot happened in this. He he actually removes the symbiote from him and 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 just 
like sticks it to a wall. Yeah, it's going up to the rocket, and then off it goes into space where nobody can have it. Oh no, there's someone in the elevator. <laughs> so wait, is that it for Venom now, or does he come back? He does come back. He okay. does come back, yeah. I think season three, I think, Okay, um, he comes back. So they leave him out for a long time then. And Carnage as well. Oh! Yeah, Carnage. Uh, it's it's a weird one. It's 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 Carnage and Venom, Dormammu, Barramordo, what? and Iron Man and War Machine. Why not? Two episode crossover, crazy stuff. That sounds um, crazy. But but they don't bring Evan and back after that because he kind of goes off and he's quite kind of happy with with a with a woman and they kind of go off and do their own thing. Oh, I think. Or do they die? They might die. But yeah, <laughs> just Mary Jane there looking at the moon with her unfocused eyes for some yeah. reason, and yeah. then boom, but transitions into yeah, Venom. Could always come back. But they don't say what happens to Brock. They don't say no. what happened. You do find out in that. That's that's the end of the episode. But yeah, that was the alien costume saga, parts one to three. I'm really glad because you lent me these DVDs mm. quite a while ago and it's just life gets in the way and I just never never got around to watching them. So this gave me a really, really good excuse to to, to dust the to dust, dust off them, dust off, <laughs> dust off the cobwebs. To, to dust them off and to uh, and to actually watch them. That was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I really but, enjoyed it. Yeah, I think for me that is that is the quintessential kind of Venom story for me. You know, you've got you've got a lot of other stuff going on, um, and you know, I, I think you do kind of need some other kind of plot device. So the Prometheum X does make sense. Yeah, um, but I think as a, as a one off episode, you could just watch the Venom episode and just and have a lot of fun with that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, but I do kind of like, I like the introduction of the Shocker and the Kingpin and all that. Yeah, stuff. it's it's a really good uh, showcase of what makes the, like, all the little idiosyncrasies, idiosyncratic things that make the show so appealing. Yes. Um, and I, I think there is an element of you had to be there, you had to be a kid in the sort of yeah, mid-90s to, I, I to believe, get the most out of it. But My friend my friend Nathan Smith, who's been on the show, he, he says the similar thing about the Goonies movie. Mm. If you don't see it as a kid, you won't enjoy it as an adult. And everyone I've talked to, I go, oh, do you like the Goonies? And I was like, and they go, no. And I go, did you watch it as a kid? And they go, no. Nah, so yeah. I kind of I kind of believe he's right on that, and I think there are certain things. And he loves this show as well. And we have a lot. Of, we've rewatched it multiple times. Every so often, we'll go, "Yeah, let's just put this on for a bit." Yeah, it's really good, and it's a great it's a great show. And if it's you, a really nice little Spidey fix. It is, yeah. If you like Spider Man, this is quality quality stuff. It's fun. Um, again, there's a lot of other animated Spider Man projects that you can look at and have fun with, and may, maybe that's your preference. Maybe you prefer the Ultimate Spider Man, or you know, or Spider-Man is Amazing Friends, which is also fun as well. It's kind of fun. That's kind of more like in, in line with kind of those G.I. Joe, yeah, yeah. Universe type shows, kind of one-off adventures that introduced Firestar as well. That was a, a Harley That was a Harley Quinn type thing where she was introduced to the show and then introduced in the comics. I did not know that. Yeah, that's really cool. interesting. Iceman obviously existed because he's part of the original X-Men. But uh, as I was saying earlier about the, the, um, the censorship, <laughs> uh, one of one of the main things was they came back with a huge list of things they couldn't say or do. Um, one of them was make sure that Spider Man doesn't land on any pigeons when he jumps from roof when he jumps from roof to roof. I mean that's that's re that's a really weird studio note because yeah. it would you'd have to put a lot of effort in. Mm. It's not like the pigeons just happen to be in the in the actual sh like you'd have to draw them and you'd have to animate yes. you'd have to animate them being crushed by Spider-Man. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's not the kind of thing you do accidentally. Yeah. And it's not something you would probably show. Oh, look, oh squished a pigeon. Like, that's <laughs> pretty gross. It's pretty <laughs> gross for a kid's show, and it's pretty like 
not responsible yeah. uh, to be squashing pigeons in your yard. Mangled pigeon yeah. on your oh, You know, yeah, on his foot. <laughs> um, one, one, of the, one of the weirdest ones, the most annoying one, uh, most annoying to me was when they introduced the Sinister Six, which is at the start of the second series. So they've mm-hmm. introduced all these characters in the last series, the first series, and they go, right, let's combine them all into this the Sinister Six. The classic line, not it's not the classic lineup of the Sinister Six, but it's using the characters they've introduced in the previous show. So we've got a bit of but yeah, imagine them all teaming up and fighting and Spider-Man is also losing his powers, which is kind of add, adds to the kind of peril and May gets kidnapped. Um however, they felt that the word sinister was a bit too much. Oh my goodness. So they called them the Insidious Six. I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> very diff- that would have very different connotations these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean technically the word sinister it comes from way back in the day. It was meaning the meaning was you are left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> so and it, because obviously religious people are like oh you're weird and different and wrong, you must be evil, you're sinister. Um however, over in the X-Men there is literally a character called Mr. Sinister. <laughs> Mr. Insidious. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's some dark stuff going on in there and some weird stuff as well. But, yeah, some of the... I do... And, again, like, these New York cops you'll see are carrying around, like, laser pistols. Yeah. Which is kind of... And in Batman, they've got proper guns and stuff. Yeah. I've never been of the sort of school of thought of, oh, insulate children from the bad things in life. Because... Yeah. That just that just leads to warped adolescence, yeah. really. For, for me, like you can, there's a lot of there's always, there's all, yeah. You censor too much stuff. You know, people are going to get people going to look out, look for that thing. And, mm. and I always feel like if you've got a screw loose, no matter what you watch, play or do, if you if you want to do a horrible thing, you're going to do a horrible thing. You yeah, know, you're going to go out and do that. Yeah, you may be, you know, influenced by things you watch or inspired by, but you're still going to go out and do a horrible thing, no matter what you watch. You know, even if you don't know what that is or what have you. So I, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. But they always, it's every everything that comes, it comes around. It's either video games or it's, you know, it's pornography or some, something. It's always like, oh, well, this is to blame. This is the one thing to blame for all the all the violence in the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that children should all watch porn. No, neither am I. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? The kind of, it's like, like we said, like, you know, the the seduction of the innocent as well. I think 20th Century Geek did a, did a podcast on that recently. And, you know, that, that was just a means to an end. It's mm. like, it's a means to an end for political people to maneuver and to get more power and to be listened to. It's just a platform. Yeah. And, and it, it really annoys me and upsets me that, that, you know, they just pick something. You go, that's the thing that's wrong with society. That one thing, that, that if we get rid of that, everything will be good. If- Generating outrage is, I think, a very sort of, uh, a very sort of oft-used political tool. But that's, yeah, that's, so that's a whole other podcast, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly right. Um, so we've got a little bit of time left. Um, do you want, is there anything else you want to say about Spider-Man on a whole as a character? Or um, yeah, thank you very much for for again getting me to watch this because and, and re-engage with it because it's just made me re-engage with and get excited about Spider-Man again. And with uh, Far From Home just around the corner, mm-hmm. I think this is a good time to get excited about Spider-Man again. And um, this morning I was actually watching the... Um, 
You know how there's the Cinema Sins? Yes. Uh, I was. I, I don't watch that. No. Too much negativity. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I'm a big fan of the Cinema Wins. Okay. Uh, so I've been watching the Everything Great about the Amazing Spider-Man. Nice. So I, I would really like to rewatch those at some point in yeah, the future. Yeah. I, well. I I think we could. Def- I think we should definitely do that. And I I want to. I'd like to do a lot more kind of Spider-Man content because I seem to have done more. Superman and Batman content than than Spider Man content. Given the name of the podcast, don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd be I'd be well up for I'd be well up for rewatching those because I again we I know we did them for Nerdify way back. Um, but I would like to to rewatch them because there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of re I mean especially the first one I think is is quite strong on its own. Mm. Um, two not so much, but I still enjoyed it. I really love that yeah. first suit as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was good with the sneakers and the yeah, homemade. Yeah. I do like you know, it. Yeah, the sunglass lenses and things like that. It's not. It's not a bad soup. It's not a bad soup, and it's not a bad film. I don't think. Um, it might not be to everyone's taste, but I, I, I like when they kind of they go right. What have we done with the first one? Let's do the opposite or do a different spin on it on mm-hmm. this one. So you know, you know, I quite liked the kind of that he was driven by finding that one guy that shot Uncle Ben. Yeah, like obsessively, almost like in a Batman way. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's looking for the Joe Chill um, character. So that would, and that kind of made it a bit more modern, a bit more real. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, he doesn't just go, "Oh, great power guns, this responsibility." And and I like he didn't find him as well. There's a lot of a lot of things I really like, and I like the web shooters, I like the tech. Some some stuff didn't didn't always work, but there's a lot of stuff I really like in that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, do you have any like particular like, favorite Spider-Man stories, episodes, villains? Uh, oh, uh, now again, uh, like in terms of episodes, it's been a while since I've seen this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just little mo- like as with anything that you remember from your childhood. It's just little sort of moments that you that just stick in your brain. Though I remember there being one really powerful little moment where it was a kingpin moment where Vanessa's walking out of him. Oh yeah, w- walking out on him. Even he says, uh, "Oh, but I love you, Vanessa." And she says, "I used to believe that, but all you love is being the kingpin." And I was like. <laughs> That's really like even even at a young age, I was yeah. like, wow, that's really that's that's way more dramatic than I'd expect in a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. And even then, I appreciated that. And you don't like what's what I found really interesting about the Kingpin as well. Like his like he's there from the very beginning. He's there from pretty much from I think from the third episode onwards. And he's <laughs> always a presence and he's always there. But it's not until I think late into the third series or fourth series that Spider Man even finds out he exists. That's cool. Like he has no idea. Doesn't know there's a person. He doesn't like. He'll see like Smythe and the Shocker uh, and 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 the Hobgoblin. And he even goes into like I think when he goes back into the Kingpin's base when he knows the Kingpin is there, um, he's like, oh, I fought the Hobgoblin here. Mm. And it's like because he has no idea of the Kingpin's existence. And that's I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's very true to the nature of the character because he is the puppet master. Exactly. Well, he's not the puppet yeah. master. The puppet master is the puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, puppet master. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. He's the he's the kind of. I think they kind of tried to to make him a very much a Moriarty type yes. character. Excellent it. comparison. Yeah, yeah. and and it, and it really works. And he's always working behind the shadows. And and it's it's very much like the Netflix show. We don't say his name. Yeah, you know, we don't say his name. And I, I like that he's shrouded in mystery. And but he's still this overwhelming physical presence and he, even when he first fights him i think he's like i think it is the dead of a crossover where he finds out i think mm. which Poss- season's that in i want to say the third series okay possibly fourth i think there's i think there's five series altogether i think i'm just um, trying to figure out whether to like watch them from the start or, or kind of cherry pick, pick. yeah, yeah. I, I do I, th- that crossover works really well because i think that we're trying to springboard into a 
Daredevil show, um, which would I think would have been cool. And they've got great, cool. they've got a great voice actor for him as well. And it can't, and they, and that's what I like about the characters. As as dark as the the interpretation of Daredevil can go, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of there's still a lot of similarities with Spider-Man. Oh and that, yeah, yeah. And that's why he was created. They were like, we need another Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that's what you get. But it, with a slight, you know, slight twists and turns, he's a bit more adult. He's a bit more mature, um, and goes into the very dark noir settings um, where Spider-Man might not necessarily go. And they share a very good villain in the Kingpin as well. But but yeah, some really great episodes. I would recommend. I think Six Forgotten Warriors. That's a big kind of mm-hmm. Golden Age crossover. Captain America, Red Skull. Uh, Kingpin, Sinister Six, Silver Sable, huge, huge. I think that's in the last series, as well as The Secret Wars as well. Has some really good moments. Um, all the Green Goblin stuff I love. Yeah. Absolutely love. Uh, I think it's Neil Ross who plays him, who played Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, in The Amazing Friends as well. He played nice. him. Which was so he brought him back. And, and it's a very kind of menacing um, kind of portrayal of the character. And it's very uh, split person. The split person, because he's very, got this very deep kind of old kind of senior voice mm-hmm. but then when he becomes the goblin it's very much like <laughs> you know it's very kind right. of over the top and it's it's such a it's so juxtaposed and done so well and even when they bleed into each other as well it's really well well acted but yeah some great cameos blades in this yeah uh, yeah the x-men the x-men crossover is brilliant as well uh start of opening into the i think it's not the opening that's the sinister six insidious six storyline uh but then after that is the crossover and it's got a really good kind of beast storyline because he basically it's this corporation that's trying to cure mutants but actually they're not trying to cure, cure mutants they're trying to kill them all oh my goodness um, and beast and beast were when he became a mutant his it's based on his research right so he feels very kind of responsible for, okay. for these this company that's killing mutants um but it's great it's got the entire cast of the x-men animated series in pretty much nice um and it's it's really good because because um because spider-man's going through this mutation it's not a natural mutation like the x-men mm. um so xavier's like i don't think i can help you because it's not what you know you were born a mutant like we were um and there's this really nice kind of dialogue he's like yeah but i'm going to turn into a mutant freak and he's like well not all mutants are freaks yeah um you know it's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's, like it's like whoa yeah so it's, there's a nice little bit of dialogue and a bit of fun to be had there um but yeah i, I love the sh- i love the show and i can't honestly get enough of it the performances are great the villains are great Everything is is lots of fun, and again, there's a lot of recycled animation, and there's a few dud episodes, but that's you know that's to be done and said for a lot of shows, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about diving deep into it and mm-hmm. just sort of like immersing myself again it because you've let me all of them like hulk iron man <laughs> x-men basically own every animated thing comic book related ever yeah i've i've lent down and i think you know and that's one of the reasons why we can do a lot more of this stuff as yeah, well and i want to do i want to do more in the future and i think you're a great person that kind of knows and appreciates this oh, bless kind, of, kind of thing like i do as much as i do uh and uh, you know I, th- I think all my other friends as well would do you know would enjoy certain bits and pieces but I don't think they're like as as invested as you are, and and like to get you know both feet in. Yeah, yeah. Feet done. Always, always happy to talk about <laughs> this. Stuff, always. Um, what would you like to do next? I'm going to put that out to you. Let's do another one. What would you What would you like to do next? Oh, crikey! Okay, so we got we can do the films, we can do the animated films, we can do uh, series, cherry picks, Some, something Spider-Man related, yep. or no, no, anything you you pick, you pick. Why don't we do? Robin's Reckoning. Ooh, great pull. 
absolutely great pull. Yes, we'll do we'll do Robin's Reckoning. It's a two parter, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah, some re- those are some that's some really tight episodes. Awesome. Yeah, let's do that. Excellent. Yeah, look forward to returning to Prattle World. Yes, thank you very much. Well, I think we'll we'll end it there. Um, as always, you can find me on um, on Facebook um, at at Secret Balls. Type that into the search bar; it will come up. Um, on Twitter, I am at Dan underscore Balls. Instagram now it is Spider Dan Secret Balls, all one word. Um, or also this podcast available on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, etc., etc., etc. Spotify, you know. Um, where can they find yourself, Dan? Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter. You can find me at DL Ketis, K E A T I S. Um, and you'll just find me being really positive or trying to be positive as much as possible about all things superior related and uh, and also talking a little bit about work uh, every now and then because i'm a freelance <laughs> copywriter <laughs> great stuff well i i'd always do appreciate your positivity on twitter because i know it can be a very negative place and i like to keep a very small circle it can feel like poking dog shit uphill with a toothpick yeah <laughs> <laughs> well described well described <laughs> um but yes and that's why i keep my i've deleted my other if, if you if you've lost a follower guys i have deleted my other um twitter account because i'm just not really using it it was more i was using it more for kind of acting work i'm not really doing so much of that anymore so i've deleted that for the time being so there's only the spider-down secret balls one so um but yeah you'll find me there and dan is there you can probably find him where he said you can find him or you can link to yeah, my come stuff. say hello i'm yeah. lovely yeah we're all great we're all fun <laughs> and we'll we, we like any support and 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 you know watch the episodes or don't watch the episodes but enjoy our ramblings and our prattle um but yeah thank you very much for joining us again and we will see you next time bye bye